Welcome back to the Marketing Mixtape Podcast, hosted by me, Brittany Winfields of the Winfield Creative. Be sure to like and subscribe so that way we can find more viewers just like you. And if you have any burning marketing questions, you can submit them at speakpipe.com slash marketing mixtape. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in to Neurodiversity in the Digital Space, featuring Alicia Colazzo. Let's go. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's good. How are you? Good. It's so good to see you. Uh, why don't you start by introducing yourself and giving everybody just a little bit of an idea of what you do and who you help? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Alicia. I live in Houston, Texas. Um, I'm a social media manager, content creator, <laughs> pretty much a little bit of everything, teacher, everything. Um, I handle the social media side for my clients and just help them build a strategy, help them learn how to use their platforms better and how to stay consistent in their content creation and, and just their social media growth. So that's where I focus. But on the other hand, I'm also a neurodivergent individual. I have autism as well as ADHD. And so I kind of my niche is I lean towards those who are neurodivergent in the business space and helping them to um, get good routines and good um, consistency that works with, with them. Because I don't know if you're familiar with neurodivergency, but like <laughs> our brains work a little bit different. We're wired a little different. Yeah. So sometimes we have to do processes that fit our how we think and how we work so yeah it's a little bit of what I do yeah <laughs> that's amazing and you have such an incredible ability to take what you experience on a day-to-day -day, uh, level and really help business owners get structure and efficiency um, I don't talk about this ever on my platforms I don't think like even my closest people really know this but I also um, you know on more of a mild side have neurodivergent tendencies yeah. i do and was born with apd which if folks are not familiar it's auditory processing disorder mm -hmm. um so just really getting into the habit of choosing different areas and environments that work best for my learning it was more prevalent when i was in school but it does pop up <laughs> when yes. the business is happening <laughs> uh so yeah i'm glad we're having this conversation about neurodiversity in the digital space um because it is so important mm -hmm. not just for you know the social media world but also with website design and folks that um really experience neuro neurodiversity on a spectrum mm -hmm. what does that look like for the clients that you serve like what how does that conversation start and what are some ways that you help your clients um, really streamline some of their efficiencies and processes yeah I, I will say that when you become a, a business owner um, especially like you had mentioned like in school you had processes to help you be more accessible in school and like and everything but then once we become adults it kind of just like fizzles out and you kind of forget that you need to do the same in your adult life and in your business life and in your social media life oh, yeah. so um i do focus on that because a lot of the times when you go fresh into trying to market your business on social media you tend to feel like i gotta be like everybody else 
but you're not like everybody else. So I really try to help my clients like find the strategy and the routine that works for them. So they're not burning out after like a month of like content creation and, and everything like that. Like that's the goal. We're not, we don't want to burn out. (laughs) We want to keep going at our own pace. So that's what I really focus on. I love that. Yeah. There are different modalities and tools that um, I also teach in my learnings. Um, Just the other day, I was having a conversation with somebody and I was complaining about Instagram and like how small the section is to write the caption. I'm like, (laughs) why, why, why? Because as somebody who struggles severely with spelling and, Mm -hmm. you know, not being able to really like I have to read my captions over and over and over again, and I still get it wrong like half the time. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but can Instagram have more, <laughs> you know, more, yeah. uh, you know, ways for us to really shine? Mm-hmm. And you know, so in your experience being a social media manager, what are some changes that you would hope to see on the platforms that we use that could be beneficial to folks with neurodiversity? I think it's things like you had mentioned, um, like little things like maybe spell check in the the captions area. Um, I think one thing that has really helped me in my own content creation and social media strategy for my business is ChatGPT. So, and we're seeing that pop up a lot more AI um, assistance um, on different platforms. So I feel like, and I'm pretty sure they're going to get towards that. They're um, they're already talking about adding AI into, into um, Instagram and stuff. I think that's a great tool, especially for neurodivergent um, business owners, because it will really help them, like, get um, really f- um, fine-tune the content that they're creating so that they can get their point across. Because I know with me, like, ChatGPT helps me really, like, bring out what I really wanted to say without it sounding garbled or... Yeah words missing here and there it's one of the things that i have a chat gpt course and i've just been like playing with Mm -hmm. it like i didn't even know until i really got into it that you can put plug in like a full paragraph that is totally misspelled and all that (laughs) and like tell it to become an editor and like literally using the prompts pretend you're an editor fix this for me And it's a miracle worker. I it is, yeah. I'm just blown away by how far um, different tools for folks, you know, even without neurodivergent, see, even just the <laughs> word itself is hard for me to pronounce, neuro, neurodivergent people. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many tools that exist out there. So being aware of, you know, what is available to you and whether you're, you know, on a neurodivergent spectrum, this is going to be a really hard (laughs) word for me. (laughs) Just a fair warning to everybody listening. Um, That's part of APD though. So, (laughs) (laughs) so you're getting a real life case of it. Um, Yeah, there's so many tools. So what type of tools do you recommend to some of your clients that um, really need help with, keeping their time management because as business owners it is so crucial yeah and that's the one thing that i struggle with too is that and i because i struggle with time management i'm like hyper aware of it and then it leads to anxiety and that all Mm -hmm. that stuff Mm -hmm. but um for me i was even thinking about it the other day i'm like what are some of the apps that i use that help me stay like consistent and help me stay on track and i think like 
well, the biggest one is obviously ChatGPT. I use that literally for everything. Like the other day, I've used it to to make a recipe. <laughs> Oh, wow. I was like, show me how to make this recipe. And it just gave me the whole recipe. It's amazing. Wow. So I use, I use ChatGPT literally almost every day, but I also use other apps to help me stay consistent. Like, um, I use, um, Metricool. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. That's, um, mm. it is a scheduling app. Mm. So a content calendar scheduling app It helps cool. to like, it has AI um, features in it, so it'll help you create your captions for you. You can post across all platforms, so you just do it all in one one go. You could schedule them out for months in advance. So I use that. Like that's the first thing I've used since I started my business. Right. It really helps also like understanding my analytics and my KPIs and everything like that and see how I'm doing, where I need to adjust. Yeah. So I would say the first thing for my clients, I always ask them to get onto a scheduling app like Metricool so that they can like get themselves a clear picture of what their cal content calendar is going to look like and posting schedule and everything like that. So that's the first one I talk about. And then there's other little ones like um, Notion is a great app yeah, for that is. as well. Um, they've got apps like HoneyBook to help you with like your clients and and Stan Store is like my favorite thing in the whole world. Um, it literally almost does everything from, wow. you know, if selling your digital products to scheduling clients and all these different things so there's a there's a few apps out there i would say like the best thing to do is just look at your business and remember that you need to be make it accessible to you you know just like if we had any kind of handicap like if we couldn't walk or if we couldn't see or couldn't hear we would make our life accessible so that we can be productive in our life so the same thing with neurodivergency use the tools to make your life accessible so you're not burning out and you're keeping productive like you want to i love that yeah and keeping productive i mean that's my worst <laughs> problem area um you know being able to come up with a schedule mm -hmm. is especially just for your own sake and planning it the night ahead mm -hmm. uh is one tip that I, you know, it was a game changer for me when I f went from this very structured corporate job where I was told what to right. do versus, hey, you now are setting your own goals. You are now, you know, you have money goals, task goals to like attach to those money goals. You know, you have to keep track of billing and bookkeeping. Like there's just so many things yes. when you are a business owner besides, the thing that you're providing, the service that you're providing, like social media management, social media mentoring, that it can very much be overwhelming. Yeah. And, you know, not getting into a cycle that is, okay, I'm, I'm awake, I'm alive on this Monday, what do I do with my day? Exactly. And that's one thing that I had to learn the hard way is that I would look at other people on social media and everything like that. And I'd say, well, I got to do what they're doing. Yeah. And so I would tack this whole big schedule onto myself that I was not capable of keeping long-term. And then I would just feel even worse. So what I tell my clients is to start small, you know, set a goal of, like you said, you know, um, on a certain day, you're, you're getting these tasks done, you know, and making that your routine, like do it every week. And then, as you go and you get comfortable, you can build on a little bit, but just know your limits and start small is what I always tell everybody. 
Yeah, that's a great point because one of the piece of, pieces of content that have definitely shifted my perspective is I tend to go like not imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. but with mm -hmm. folks that do have this like get ready with me or say goodnight <laughs> to me and are going to bed at like 830 with like setting candles and stuff. I'm like, that's just not going to be me. Right. Like me neither. <laughs> that's what I have to do in order to be successful. And so really separating yourself from mm -hmm. easier said than done. But if folks need to really put filters and blocks up for those bigger creators that it's very much romanticizing the life of being an entrepreneur, but right. the reality is we're all living very different lives. We all come from very different starting mm -hmm. points and are in very different uh, pieces of our lives in our entrepreneurial life right now. So really meeting yourself where you're at and really connecting with people like you, Alicia, yeah. to uh, get this, you know, idea and clarity of where are you right now? What are some of your smaller goals that you can achieve this right. month, this week, um, and celebrating them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And not being afraid to take a break or take a pause if you have to. Like, yeah. I just came out of a burnout myself because I, you know, just put too much on my shoulders last month. And so I just allowed myself to just take a pause. You know, I was still there working behind the scenes yeah. on my business, you know, but I wasn't as active on social media. And you know what, that's okay. A lot of people need to know that that is totally fine. Your mental health is more important than you getting your content out every week. <laughs> yes, exactly. And with both of us being in this digital landscape and this content creation, that's the beauty of scheduling posts mm -hmm. ahead of time. That's the beauty of, yeah. you know, you, you could just kind of set it and forget it for the most part. Um, I mean, at least with the content that you're pushing out and being able to really, uh, you know, meet yourself where you need to, because I don't know about you, but like on the days where I don't work on client work, when I'm just working, you know, on the business, rather in the business, that's where the most inspiration comes from. Mm -hmm. I feel like some of the times when, I mean, not now, cause it's, you know, very cold outside in Vermont, but going, you know, in the summertime, I would just take half like half day pauses and be like, okay, let's go see what the mountains have for me. And a lot of this inspiration for content creation, you can find out in nature mm -hmm. and then bring it back to the indoors when it's dark outside. So meeting yourself where you're at, like you don't have to get up at 6am if that's not, if you've never done that before, like work how you work best right. with smaller, you know, these smaller changes, these smaller efficiencies that then build and have this ripple effect among the rest of the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what, like you had mentioned before, like when you meet yourself where you're at, you know, you, you're more comfortable and that's when it becomes a little bit more, um, who you are, you know, you put more of yourself in it. When you're trying to force it, it's, it seems very fake and you're not gonna attract as much as when you're just comfortable on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Have you, um, you know, as you were starting the business, who were some of your role models or coaches that really helped you throughout the way? Um, I would say there is quite a bit. Um, one of them, her name is Abigail Pugh. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. She's she's gotten a lot bigger. Um, I really like her her way of marketing her business and the way that she does her content. It's very chill. It's very relaxed, and she just does what she wants to do, but also knows how to 
not spin it, but but um, season it yeah. for her audience. I love that. You know, so she'll take something from her personal life, but then she will um, add the topic of the day for for her audience. And I I learned a lot from her. You know, and there's a, quite a bit of others along the way, but she's the first one that comes to my mind. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Um, as a social media manager, what are, are some of your favorite clients to work with? Are those the folks that, you know, are neurodivergent and you, you know, help them with your own experiences? What does that look like for, for you as a social media manager? Um, I've worked with all types. I've worked with, I have a client who is neurodivergent as well as me, like me, um, but I also have clients who aren't. Um, I would say that it doesn't really come down to, you know, whether you're neurodivergent or not. I th what I, The kind of client I really love to work with are those who are open to learning. Yeah. You know, those who are like, I don't, they're, they're honest with themselves and say, I don't know this side of my business. I'm ready to learn. And that's what I love. I love teaching. I love um, teaching them new things, teaching them how to use their platforms, new processes. So yeah, I would say those who are open to learn and, and, um, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And with an, a, like a safer, like psychologically safer learning environment, also this understanding of like, it's a about progress not perfection mm -hmm. it's you know it's a process it's a progression so being okay if you are the business owner or the client with you know we use these word mistakes but I like to say like life lessons instead what are some life lessons that you have learned being a business owner um, that you would recommend or you know you want the younger entrepreneurs listening to to hear I'm so sorry, my, my phone, like, for no, some reason, lost the sound. So I only got the last part of that question. No, you're okay. <laughs> you know, we're talking about life lessons and it's about progress, not perfection. Yeah. Um, what is, like, a piece of advice that you would say to a younger entrepreneur who wants to mm -hmm. do some similar work in the digital, digital field? Yeah, I, I would definitely say um, everything that you see on social media, um, like all those get rich quick or get a million followers quick schemes, take those with a grain of salt. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I, I'll, that's the first thing I tell new clients or new people that coming into this um, field is that you're going to see a lot of that, but the real way in, in order to grow on social media, to grow your business online is just patience and consistency. That's the only way. And look, Nothing in this world grows instantly. Yeah. You you get a you get a plant and you start and you put plant it from the seed. It's not going to grow in a month to this huge tree. It yeah. takes time and it takes work for you to put the t the love and the energy into it in order that it stays healthy. Same thing with our businesses. It takes time. Yeah. So we just need to be patient and and be willing to put the work in, you know, and then we will see results. Just not going to be when you want to see them <laughs> usually. Yeah. Yeah, it's so surprising sometimes. I've gone viral, and by that, I mean, like, it was, mm -hmm. like, luck of the draw. Like, it was just yeah. pure luck, and it was, like, so overwhelming. Yeah. It's like, I don't recommend it to people. Um, we're especially seeing this trend with, 
influencers right now, especially on TikTok, that there's just such weight put on their shoulders where um, now that a lot of folks are, you know, at the top of their platforms, um, mm -hmm. millions and millions of followers in this, like they got, they went viral and were, became really popular during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And now that we're out of the pandemic and there's a lot of um, other things societal things happening it's like mm -hmm. nobody wrote a playbook on how to be famous right <laughs> there is none. um so yeah even with business owners who do have growing platforms yes mm -hmm. exactly it takes time and the grass is not always greener on no. the other side <laughs> at all it's yeah you better have a plan <laughs> there's no going back really once you hit that status right so. Yeah, there's no, there's no direction once you get up there. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, it's, it's um, pretty amazing how we have seen this shift in the digital landscape. I do feel like there are a lot more uh, accessible, like accessibility tools to help folks out. Um, but we're not fully there yet. So okay. yeah. really seeing where these changes are going to be occurring in our digital landscape. I mean, you named just one of them being the AI features mm -hmm. coming to the meta platforms. Right. Um, how do you see business owners utilizing and leveraging some of those features in their content plan? Um, well, a lot, with a lot of the changes that are coming, I feel like um, it will only help those who are honestly just trying to grow their small business and stay professional but also have the tone of their of, of their brand you know and i feel like instagram is on understanding that it needs to make that that shift towards people like that and um yeah it's only going to get a better i feel easier and better yeah yeah that's good do you think it's going to change a lot of what we do as social media managers and mentors it might but i feel like we're still going to be needed i was thinking about that the other day i'm like with all the chat gpt and ai coming out it's so easy for anybody to really just pick this up and and do it for themselves and that's true but with any type of service sure we could do it ourselves but do we really want to do it ourselves yeah. you know especially if you're juggling a business and then now you have to market yourself there's two different beasts you know are you ready to take on those two beasts or are you ready to hand and delegate that over to somebody who that's their only focus you know and i feel like we're always going to be needed in that aspect because no, no one always wants to do all the th juggle all the balls at once oh, you know yeah. so Absolutely. i feel like our job is still only going to get more needed just because we are, that's our focus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it right on the head where there are usually the first two things somebody outsources is bookkeeping and marketing. And, um, you know, as a social media mentor, like, I'm not going to lie, it is a little scary, but, um, with strategy, that actually helps with the saving of time, of energy, of money, like, no matter if you're hiring a social media manager or mentoring and still running your own platform, it's still a worthwhile investment mm -hmm. because yeah. just throwing wet noodles at a wall doesn't always stick, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when it does, that's where the virality and 
gets a little scary on the other side of the world. So <laughs> yeah, it does. And that's where, where burnout usually happens because you're trying to do all the tasks at, as just one person. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, well, I don't have any other interview questions for you. Is there any other pieces of advice or anything else you wanted to talk about with in relation to neurodiversity in the digital space? I think we covered quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as the last little piece here of the podcast, um, anything you want to promote or really let people know that you're working on or anything like that? Um, yeah, so I do have a few um, guides that um, are that I sell. And I one of them has to do with ChatGPT and how to utilize that as as your own virtual assistant. So I do have that up on my stand store in the link in my um, bio. And I, I have been focusing on my the education part of my job. So I do have a package that has to do with teaching you um, about how to use your platform and how to optimize it and everything. It's, it's my brand templates package. So if you want to check that out, it's all on my stand store. So you can be curious and go check if you want to. <laughs> awesome. I'll also link it down in the uh, in the show notes down below. Thanks. So thank <laughs> you so much, Alicia. I am so grateful. And just so folks know, social media is how you and I met. Yeah. So there's definitely <laughs> power in it. And I thank you so much for jumping on this live with me today on this Monday afternoon. And I hope you have a great rest of your today me too i had a great time it was so fun <laughs> talk to you soon bye bye <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into this episode of marketing mixtape podcast featuring alicia colazzo and hosted by me brandy winfield of the winfield creative did you know that we record all of these podcast episodes live on instagram that's right so you could be part of the conversation all you have to do is find the winfield creative on instagram to tune in on days that we record Thank you again so much and I'll see you next time.